This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. I am Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Alice Pope. Alice is the SVP of Global Head of Contact Center at Visa. Alice, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Hi, Nick. Thank you for the welcome. Yeah. So what is one thing maybe people might not know about you? That is an interesting question. <laughs> I ask everybody, so you're not alone. It's anywhere from I played adult hockey to I listen to classical music and everybody in between. Okay. So I played tennis in high school. Okay. And I don't play tennis much, but people can rarely believe that I did anything athletic in <laughs> high school at all. I'm more of a sports spectator. I love professional sports, tennis, yeah. basketball, football, golf. Yeah. yeah. But I actually played in high school. That's awesome. It's, mm-hmm. it's always nice to pull that little tidbit that people might not know, but even if they work with you or uh, they're like, wait a second, what? So that's great. You know, one thing that we had a conversation of prior was that we wanted to kick this conversation out was about operating in the kind of the post-pandemic. What does that look like and how should companies operate today? The way how contact center leaders operate post the pandemic is top of mind for all of us. I would say, one, our digital transformation strategy is extremely important. Two, how we engage our associates is going to be important. And three is security. Let me start by talking about digital transformation. As it relates to digital transformation, contact center leaders now more than ever are going to have to figure out what investments are a priority. What are those investments that are going to eliminate some of the manual transactions that occur? expedite resolution to customer problems, give us a better understanding of the customer journey. And at the forefront of everything that we do, what digital transformation tools will also provide the right data to us at the right time so that we can take action quickly. So from digital transformation is going to be huge. Mm. Digital transformation and looking at the data You know, today I posted on my LinkedIn, I don't know if anyone saw it, but I say, you know, any organization that is serious about client experience must be serious about their data. So as you're thinking of your digital transformation journey, also think about how you look at your data and the tools that you're investing. Do they give you the data in a way that's fast, simple, that you can quickly react to it? So that's one, digital transformation is forefront of our mind. And how do you implement your digital solutions faster than we ever did? Mm. The pandemic is requiring us to do that. Yeah, I 100% agree. And maybe let's break that down just a little bit on the digital transformation side, because there's so many people that talk a good game about digital transformation. You know, I guess the first question I have is when it comes to digitally transforming your organization, who should have a seat at that table? 
I would say you definitely need to have your contact center leaders, but you also have to have some of your, your, your product teams. You have to have your compliance. It, if you're serious about customer experience, it really needs to be full circle, legal, compliance, security, technology, product teams, the agents that interact with customers on a regular basis, as well as various support functions within your contact center. The client experience and the digital transformation strategy should be top of mind for various cross-functional teams to get to the right solution. So when somebody wants to digitally transform their organization, what should the goal be? You know, I'm a, I'm a client experience fanatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I say, put the client at the forefront of what you're trying to do, right? Is this solution going to make it simpler, faster, and provide a better experience for your customers to engage with you? Because sometimes we come up with these great technology transformations. However, it's complex. For the clients as well Mm -hmm. as the agent, that is not a good scenario. So really understand the impact to your clients. Yep. I I am a huge champion to client experience too, which is why I enjoyed this conversation. But uh, (laughs) is digital transformation now something that all companies should do or is it more of a requirement than a nice to have? I believe it's a requirement. It is a requirement. We're in a stage that... There are companies that customers are accustomed to utilizing. I take Amazon, for instance. Mm -hmm. People are accustomed to getting things fast, simple, and easy with Amazon. So because they have interactions with companies like Amazon, they're expecting that same quick, fast response. They're expecting that they can go to their profile, get answers, in a really fast manner. They want to see the text message. They want to see the email immediately, resolution time quickly. So expectations have changed and expectations change during the pandemic as well. Because of the pandemic, in many instances, we can't go into a retail store anymore. Because of the pandemic, sometimes it took longer to to talk to a live person. So their self-service channels, SMS channels that became utilized at a higher percentage by clients. And so they expect that. So if you're not providing that, you will lose clients and you don't want that, especially in this business environment. That's right. Everybody thinks that, oh, my customers will never leave until they do. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to transforming your organization from a digital Mm -hmm. perspective, how do you mitigate risk? For my organization, particularly for the type of work we do, risk is really important. And actually, Nick, when I had, um, as we developed our customer digital transformation roadmap, I looked at what I prioritized first by the digital transformation solutions that were able to best control our risk environment, right? Mm -hmm. For us to detect risks faster so that we could take action and in many cases to eliminate some of the security risks that we believe may exist. So for me, that's top priority. One thing in the financial world that's really important now, there's lots of cloud solutions. You need to really work with your cybersecurity teams to ensure that those cloud solutions are safe and secure because in, in our case, we 
we we hold very important customer data. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we want that data to, to be secure. So prioritize and make security controls number one. So for me, that's a higher priority than some of the other factors that digital transformation provides. Yeah. So remove some of the nice to haves and double down on security. You must. Because so imagine having a great digital transformation strategy, but all of a sudden (laughs) your clients realize that there's a big data breach. Mm -hmm. You lose all credibility. Yeah. So I'm guessing when it comes to when this comes out, some of my listeners are going to say, Alice, this is great. And I want to transform our organization. And I understand you need to mitigate risk. But what advice do you have for these companies who can't afford to digitally transform their organization in maybe two parts? So the first one I would say is, how do you build a business case? And then the second one is for the people that say that they don't have budget for it, what advice do you have for them? So there's three things that I always try to put into balance in my business cases. And it is the client experience the shareholder satisfaction, the shareholder satisfaction, I look at cost and risk. And within that, I'm looking at company reputational risk. I'm looking at security risks and also to ensure that there's compliance. Sometimes you don't know the specific cost avoidance by making those investments, but that's extremely important. So in your business case, look at the efficiencies that it has for your associates, the experience for your clients. And then also there's lots of cost avoidance for your shareholders and factor those three things in. And if you, you, you really look at the right data, I'm sure you'll get a good return on investment because in many cases, the digital transformation is going to enable you to automate some things, eliminate some transactions which will, will, will definitely reduce your overall cost per contact. And then for the people that say, it's not in the cards, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for them? Find good partners. There are lots of great partners, whether it be great BPOs that you can work with, or there's some, there, there, there are so many digital solutions that are out there. I, I know sometimes you get a million (laughs) emails from people on LinkedIn. And sometimes you're wondering, I don't have time for this. But really, as a contact center leader and customer experience fanatic, spend time because there are some solutions that can be catered to your size of business. Don't give up. Continue to learn and connect with the right partners for your business. It does take time, but it's worth the time. Yeah, I, I would say it definitely takes time, but it also need to know on who to weed out as quick as possible to yes. find the right people because a person of your title or even for that matter uh, of my title, I'm, I'm getting right. overwhelmed by salespeople trying to sell me the, the solutions that we sell. And I'm like, right. what are you doing? How can I help you not do that anymore to anybody else? Like, how do you add value first? Maybe listen. Exactly. And then help. So Exactly. You you know, that's a great point. I would appreciate it if when salespeople reached out to me, they clearly did their research and Mm -hmm. they were able to provide me a clear value proposition. Mm -hmm. And so many times 
the value proposition is unclear. The value proposition is I need to sell this to meet a quota. <laughs> yeah. They're not saying those Smith those words, but in that's the back right. of in back of my mind, that's how it sounds. It, they might as well say it in between the words. Like right. oh man, it's coming to end the quarter. Hey, have I got a great deal for you? Yes. <laughs> In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, so it looks like we do have a little bit more time. Uh, I do want to touch base on customer expectations. Mm-hmm. Since the pandemic, mm-hmm. you kind of touched on it a little bit, but have customer expectations changed? You know, that's a really tricky question. And I want to say it depends. Mm-hmm. Right? Explain that. Everyone around the world is aware that we are going through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So there are certain customer issues that clients have been a little bit more forgiving. Right? But then there are other issues that are priority for them. There's some issues that clients want answered immediately. For instance, there's a fraud issue. That needs to be immediate. So understand those things that are top priority for your clients and understand those things that maybe you can give, I would say, a response, but maybe it doesn't have the complete solution right away. Mm-hmm. But they understand And there are even some issues that clients are very comfortable with a self-service solution. As long as you provide it to them quickly and it's not a cumbersome manner for them to to, to find it. So I would say it depends. The way how you get through this is you have to know your clients. Mm. You have to know them. You have to look at your voice of the customer surveys and and even though we're in a pandemic it's still important to 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 conduct those surveys and to look at them and, and analyze it yeah yeah and, and measure that data too and make sure it's yes. the right data it's the right data absolutely yeah so what are you guys or how do you measure customer experience so i look at the customer journey I have key metrics that I look at. My metrics range from customer effort to first contact resolution to NPS. And also I look at top customer pain points. So once again, I want to just give you my four. Mm -hmm. I look at first contact. I look at problem resolution. I look at um, customer effort. And then finally, I look at my top pain points. And what I want to know is, when we have top pain points, are we taking action and eliminating them? If I see a top pain point and it's, I see that same pain point month over month, and usually I say time out and I get together with my cross-functional partners and say, we have to do something about this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long have those been your top four? You know, I would say it's been my top four for maybe the past year. And it didn't change even during the pandemic. And we still have an opportunity to influence lots of our cross-functional partners. But sometimes by repeating it over and over again, I stay close, however, to what's happening in the client experience world. And if there are better metrics, I'll definitely take a look at it. Yeah. It's always interesting to see what people are measuring and why it's important to them. So I'm guessing that you probably receive a, a dashboard or a report on a consistent basis I do. And, and have it have a parameter. So you're saying, oh, this is when I need to start taking action or I need to get a hold of this person. So very cool. When it comes to, it sounds like your organization is very customer centric and your, your client experience is very important to you. Yes. Alice, how do you create customer-centric culture? So first of all, I, I, I want to say this. We are client-centric, but we're, in a, we're on a journey. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give anyone the impression that we've arrived. And I, and I think when any organization feels like they've arrived, they're in trouble. That's right. right? To me, it is making client experience a priority, making it something that all your leaders are aware of and they're accountable to some metrics. Ensure that your customer service professionals are aware of what those metrics are and you celebrate. So remember, this is culture. Mm -hmm. People pay attention to the things that you celebrate. So celebrate um, when there's an experience that exceeds client expectations. I'll give you an example. When we get unsolicited feedback from a client I send an email to that customer service professional and say, way to go. These were the things with very specifics. These are the things that you did that was a differentiator for us. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Mm. So it's not just enforcing those metrics, celebrating them, and providing the right training so that associates continue to improve the client experience. So it's training. It's celebrating those things and it's holding people, celebrating great client experience, holding people accountable, and it should be part of every part of your culture, your quality training, your quality, your digital transformation strategy, your quarterly business reviews, your monthly business reviews, your workforce. It should be a conversation in every part of your organization. It shouldn't be a secret to anyone. I love the passion behind that. And it's so true because there's a lot of organizations, and I won't name any names, but there's a lot of organizations <laughs> that talk about a great CX, right? Great customer mm-hmm. experience. And, and I call it the, the pixie dust and fairy tales, yeah. but they're not measured on it. Mm-hmm. So how do you get companies and or leadership to say, I know what I'm measured on when it comes to the customer's expectations, customer's experience uh, mm-hmm. in 2020 and 2021? Mm-hmm. And, and then how do you keep them accountable? I would say it's how do we influence, right? So, you know, there's no bad dogs here. Everyone has things that are top priority, right? But how do you influence them and show them that by focusing on the client experience, it's better for the brand, it's better for the business, it translates to improved revenue. So, understand what their priorities are and influence them and 
influence them in a way that they also see that they are can make contributions to the overall client experience. So it takes time and it's having that conversation over and over again. I always like to say too is take those metri- metrics that these individual people or individual departments and show how it aligns with business outcomes. Yeah. And if you can do that and people are like, well, you may not have to hit this objective and still uh, accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish. Like, I don't want to do that if I'm not measured on it. But if you can say, if you accomplish these things, it's going to solve these other two problems that you have too, that you're measured on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So might be something to think about in the future, not with VC, you guys, you guys got to figure it out. But I, I like how you said you haven't arrived yet because anybody who says like they, they said it, I call it the easy bake oven where you just said it and forget it. And they're like, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely has some work to do. They need to look in the mirror a little bit. So I actually close out every podcast with two questions. And the first question is, what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And then the second one is, if you could leave a note to all the customer service professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say? I got on my desk. So in, in, in our organization, we have a culture of people who are avid readers. I consider myself an avid reader. The book that I just read is Switch, How to Change Things When Things Are Hard. And I think this, this 2020 was really a year that things were hard. And so it really gives an overview of how to influence change, enable your teams to embrace change, when perhaps people are just so overwhelmed with all the, the, the difficult things they're facing. So that has, been, has really influenced me. I'm always trying to figure out how to transform, how to be creative, how to keep, keep people positive in the midst of significant change. So that was definitely one for me. And so because this year has been very difficult, the email or note that I would send to everybody is thank you. You know, some people may thought I would have said, you know, you got to keep on focusing on the client experience. So you got to keep working hard. But this year, all over the world, and I have teams all over the world and in, in, in almost every continent, what I've seen is I've seen people do the best that they can for our clients, even in the midst of illness, in the midst of loss, in the midst of challenges, how to figure out how to work from home, in the midst of depression and loneliness, because some people are home alone and they don't have much people interaction. Um, and people who just wish our world would go back to normal. And we don't know what that new normal looks like. So there's a part of me that also has great empathy and great, great, great pride for what I've seen so many people all over the world, definitely specifically in the United States, have come together in the midst of challenges to to be the best that they can to support each other. So I would say thank you. And I, you probably weren't expecting that, but that's what I would say. I think that is exactly what is needed at this time though. I think the data shows what I saw about a month ago. On average, the contact center representative is working an extra 2,000 hours mm-hmm. per month. So I think that little bit of time, mm-hmm. it's not a whole lot of effort from you to just yeah. say thank you means a whole lot more than you can probably imagine. Yeah. 
Alice, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to find you, read up on your stuff, see what you're up to? <laughs> Definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. I typically respond and remember, if you're trying to sell me something, send me a value proposition. <laughs> but I um, would love to hear from you, connect with me, and look forward to, to hearing from, from all the listeners today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alice. I I learned a whole lot and uh, enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much, Nick. It was a pleasure. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.